0: Everybody. Hi. Sass, today we're not together again, of course, but she's wearing a Boston nutty, and I am dead.
1: I love you that you call it a nutty too. A nutty? Yeah. Yeah. I no love hate. that you call it a nootie. Yeah, because everybody else is like, it's a crew neck.
0: Sass, tell us uh, what we talked about last week. Let's fill everybody in real quick here.
1: Well, mm-hmm. we're, we're doing episode 10 today, which is crazy to think. Yay! Yes, right? It's 10 whole episodes, yes. right? That's a milestone. We love that. Um, but episode nine from last week, we came at you with a little bit of heat, guys, and we we don't want to apologize for that, but we want to just, you know, say like, know. hey, we'll give you a warning next time. We'll put the little label on there, but <laughs> Avery came at you talking about those baseball unwritten rules. Tadis Jr., um swing on that 3-0 yeah. count and a bunch of other unwritten rules. I talked to you about the on-air broadcasting F-Ups, Tom Brenneman and Mike Larry. I don't even want to say their names, but I did. And we just, again, came at you with a lot of heat. So that was last week. Hopefully this week is a little bit different. We are still yeah. condemning a couple parts of sports, but at the same time we, we've got some good news for you. So
0: I uh, actually, speaking of what we talked about last week, I don't know if you saw the post from CBS Sports that t- <laughs> it literally came out last night or a couple nights ago and it said Fernando Tyson Jr. and the unwritten rules of baseball. I was like, been there, done that. Get I think on my level." CBS. Mm, and everybody has.
1: There's been every major outlet has covered the unwritten rule thing this week. So I'm glad we were on top of that. I'm going to have to we say, know what we're, we're talking
0: about. about. Yeah, we did it first. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, learn the rules, people.
1: <laughs> we saw the Lucas Chialito no hitter. And I was so psyched beyond my wildest dreams. Oh. I'm so sad that I didn't get one of those cardboard cutouts this season for $49 <laughs> because my cardboard cutout would have seen a no-hitter. So whatever. Uh, but baseball. we've seen a lot of in-person baseball as well, seeing yeah, a couple independent yeah. league games that um had decided to actually play this summer. It was great. Yeah. They handled the COVID protocols very well too. the oh, organizations yeah. as a whole. I mean, we, we went out there with a mask and then we sat in our seat. We took it off. We were enjoying it. It was socially distanced. Yes. We had a couple beers watching live baseball and it made my week every single time. It was so great. Aside from obviously hanging out with you, you know?
0: Oh yeah.
1: That's,
0: that's the best part. <laughs> but For yeah, sure. we, did, we had a really good time. That was fun. It was, yeah. she was right. And I went to a different game without her with my old man, with my pops. And it's a lot of guys that are still in their organizations that was really nice and they came down there was okay there was like five people there first of all so chill but um they came through like wiping the rails like every few innings I was like oh okay get into it love that but, hey another cool thing that happened this past week the very first ding 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 college football game in the season slash this pandemic era it happened it happened this past weekend and it's yes. with a team that we are familiar with Austin P., which is in the OVC. OVC. OVC skirt skirt at Central Arkansas. And they only sold 2,000 tickets uh, for a 22,000 seat stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Seems so, like
1: a, a decent ratio there.
0: It was so weird. The picks were so strange. And they said some reports after that it was like a test for the rest of football. And I'm like, well, that's really not a test when you put only 2,000 people in a 22,000 seat stadium. But it is what it is. And uh, Jackie Robinson Day was slash weekend, I guess, was this past weekend. We saw all those games. Yeah, it <laughs> you know, for was 42, for- man. Yeah, you forget it's that. And you're like, wait, 42? Who is Wait, is it? There- That's 42. 40- <laughs> Well, I was like, Avery, get it together. You know exactly what this is, but you just forget, you know? Right. Well,
1: and if you're watching the games on mute because you don't happen to like your broadcasting crew very much, that oh happens. God, I get that. Then you probably, it took you a second, you know, to realize it. But um, I think a majority of the world also kind of knew because um, Chadwick Boseman actually died that day, too. And he was the one that played. Yeah um, Jackie Robinson in the movie 42. So, yeah. um, that was, that was kind of a ironic moment there. And so everybody was kind of honed in on that and they gave it a little bit of right. extra meaning, you know, even though it was such a significant day as it was. So that was
0: interesting. Yeah, There was those protests too. A lot of guys kneeling, a lot of games that were canceled, right. which I am all for. If we're going to make a stance, we got to do it together. That's the only way things are going to get done. And actually something that came out just the other day, the Clevenger trade.
1: I I can breathe right now. I can literally breathe (laughs) a sigh of relief for the fact that the White Sox did not pick him up because that would have meant we would have traded Copac. We would have traded probably McCann, Angle, somebody else, like one, a key player. I I just, I'm sighing
0: relief. I mean, I, I love it for San Diego. The Padres are freaking stacked. They (laughs) are just like doing the damn thing. And they took one of our producers from my Red Sox, uh, Mitch Moreland brought him over, but I was looking at. The acquisition and the Padres got Clevenger, they got outfielder Greg Allen, and a player to be named later. The Indians got like 38 guys for this.
1: <laughs> they literally can start another minor league like organization. Seriously, you got a right
0: handed pitcher, a left handed pitcher, infielder, outfielder, catcher, yeah. shortstop. You literally just got, you just read the whole team. Yeah. <laughs> what? And, and, and a lot of um, MLB debuts this week, too which is, it to me, I don't know about you, but it seems like a, like a lot, like a lot of debuts this year. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because there's just been such heavy injuries, like in the, especially in the arm department, like these pitchers are dropping like flies, baby. But top prospects, Joe Adele with uh, the Angels, Angels, Alex Boehm, uh, pitcher Casey Misen, uh Tarek Skubal. I mean, that's the future of Detroit right there. Sure, yeah. top prospect, Dylan Carlson, and then uh, Red Sox infielder. I was so psyched about Bobby Dalback.
1: Yeah. Bobby. Yeah. You've got some personal ties there too, for sure.
0: We're going to move on from that, but football, football, football is coming very soon. NFL teams are still making the moves. Who's deciding who's letting fans in? Who's not? It's, it hasn't been a smooth flow. It's been very choppy of who's going to let, you know, people in or not. Right. Football, of course, several con- conferences have said no, but surprisingly the power five, a lot of them are still playing. The SEC, that big boy, that were that all of us have been watching this whole time. They're they're still looking like they're going to plan on playing. If you're in the Power Five, basically, you control college football. Yeah, yeah and I mean, to do with you.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing. You got to think about it. We said this before. They're the ones with the money. They're the ones raking in the money, right. and they're the ones who have money to be able to make it a safe environment. I feel like.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, NFL college football news it progresses daily things are changing very quickly right and we're starting to see a lot more of these college players opt out because of the the roans yeah and these are guys that expect to be drafted this is these are top prospects i mean what does this mean what does this do to the sport
1: i think it's it's hard you have to take a step back and realize that these kids that are kids.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: have their health in mind first
0: but hey a lot of guys are focusing on what's best for them just like you said and not necessarily what they really want to do because 20 something year old guys obviously, they want to play <laughs> they know their worth they don't want to risk their health and safety they don't want to destroy a potential future career because we've seen a lot of guys go three seasons or even two seasons and then they blow out their knee and never come back and then it's game over but who's really pissed about all this like The coaching staffs, man, we like, we've talked about, we've heard previously that coaches think these guys are safer with them at school than at home and they don't have structure at home. They don't have, you know, the rules or whatever. And I, I understand that. I like, I totally got that at first. It makes sense, but I dive deeper and like, as time changes, my, my my view has kind of changed too. It seems a little selfish because I've seen a lot of like these ulterior motives that are coming out. And I'm not going to like it. I mean, I'm not going to name shame anybody. I'm not going to drop name drop. But one very well-known coach, he just came out saying, if you opt out because of the pandemic, it means you're opting into the pandemic. (laughs) Hmm. I had to read that a couple times because I was like, that doesn't make sense. But oh, I get it. It's very passive aggressive. He went on to say something about this can ruin their chances to ever play professionally. (laughs) I was like, hold on a second, honey. Hold on you think NFL teams aren't paying attention to the pandemic? Like they're not paying attention. You really think because these top tier players, this isn't like scrubs, these top tier players opt out of what would be their final season that their chances are gone. You really think the NFL is that stupid? You know, is it, is it wise? These guys are opting out. They are preserving their level of play. It it is wise and they're saving their bodies so they can enter a system that can you know, most certainly physically help them more. They have, you know, obviously more money for their trainers, all that stuff. And it seemed almost like this coach was like wishing bad on them because he didn't get exactly what he wanted. You know, that's what
1: I think is most disappointing, even though I'm kind of on the fence with it. Like Mm -hmm. I said, nobody should be reprimanded for taking that that opt-out option at absolutely time. they've already got professionals in the NFL that have opted out for the season as well what was yeah. it like 69 of them I think it was yeah at that final deadline That's a lot. that is a lot and I think if professional grown-ass men are taking that consideration as well
0: like let yeah. the kids do that as well and they're they these guys are guys that are gonna be professional so you gotta give them a little bit of the space there. another big name coach from the SEC that I obviously cannot name drop again because my career that hasn't even started will go to die this coach said I think one of the real consequences of this is that if you're a junior or a senior and you have an NFL grade are you gonna play in the spring I mean fair point fine with that but then he goes or is it just gonna be sort of some sort of JV season with a lot of these juniors and seniors opting out <laughs> lame. That's so lame. Let me tell you, the way this came out in the interview was very harsh. When somebody's trying to hold it together, but they're really pissed off, this is exactly how it came up. I'm aware, and we're all aware, that this takes a lot of talent and big names out of your squad. I get it. It's doing that for everybody, honey. Okay. It's not just you. You're not singled out. But it also told me that you don't have faith in your freshmen and sophomores in this system. You're a big name school. You have one of the greatest programs with practically all five-star recruits. I'm talking these people beg to come play at this school. And I get that there is a learning curve, of course, because there's a learning curve with everything. But there are, these are young men that you claim to have faith in, faith enough to give them a scholarship. And this is an all or nothing sport in football. You're getting zero or you're getting this whole, this whole thing. And at this, at this school that holds a value of about 25 to $50,000 a year, it's mm-hmm. a lot of money. I'm sorry, but do not complain. <laughs> you, you just need to show these guys some faith. Do whatever you can to prepare your team. The interview is a, is a mind-bender because one minute you hear the guy say he wants what's best for his players. I, I only want to support them. blah, blah, blah. You don't have to do anything you're not comfortable with, but this is going to hurt you in the draft. It was very confusing. It was very confusing. And I actually have like a quick – Grad school story. I had uh, oh, one of my, yeah one of my other students. He went to this university, and he was he was a he was working in the athletic department as, as an undergrad. And he was told, "If you see this coach in the hallway, do not look at him. Go the other way. Do not make eye contact. You are not to speak to this person." But and I was like, "Yo, that is so." I just want to drop an F bomb, but I'm not going to. That is so freaking messed up that. They put this person on a pedestal so high that his he's pissing gold, basically. Like that's nuts. Like I, you coach college a- freaking football. You are not the pope, okay? Yeah. yeah, I get it. College football rules in this in this country, and I, I completely understand. But the fact that you told somebody to tell other people, do not look at me, don't talk to me, don't associate with me, he's like making people feel like peasants. How wild! I mean, weeks and months ago, these coaches were saying they do anything for them. They love these guys. They're family. They only want the best. But when it comes down to it, these coaches are literally doing exact exactly opposite of what they said. Because you know what they feel? I think they feel the heat. It's not like, quote unquote, easy anymore. These big name players are opting out, that are opting out, are helping you get paid. <laughs> they know damn well that player performances are securing those bonuses. You don't, care about the players you care about your wallet like and that's the problem with all of this like you should be supporting these players if you if you actually had their best interest at heart you know mm-hmm. like many of these guys are coming from absolutely nothing and we know that you and I we've seen it right the only clothes that they're wearing are the clothes that the university su- uh, supplied them with you know right this is really their only chance to play professionally, make some money, help their family out, create a life, you know, pro sports are really cut through. And even if these guys get drafted, they still have to make it through camp. Okay. Without being cut and pray right. and work their asses off to be blessed enough to see a field even once, like it's right. just, so don't be selfish coaches, you know, you know, you have more stability, job security opportunity than these guys do. These guys pretty much have a one and done chance. Like as a coach, you, you look at like Lane Kiffin, he's had a bunch of job opportunities and he's still coaching and he's growing. They don't have that. So don't be an ass. And I was like, what would Jesus do? Be good. (laughs) What would Jesus do?
1: Be a lot of things that he
0: would not do. So like that that right there, a lot of things that aren't making any sense, right?
1: No, I, you know, things that don't make sense. Uh, that's funny. It seems to be the theme for this week and a couple weeks. weeks. <laughs> uh, for me, something that's not making sense, it's the fact that both the NHL and the NBA postseason playoff series have the potential of lasting seven games long. I think I've said this before. Yes. Yeah. I, I, wow. I'll stand up for that because holy crap. These playoffs last months now, and it's, it's just crazy to me. And like with COVID particularly in mind, mm-hmm. seems like that's one of the glaring mistakes that maybe both leagues made in their yeah. restart plans this summer. I mean, we took a couple months off when you had to figure out your restart plans, and it just seems like you really missed the ball on that. You could have easily cut down on athlete, coach, like ops, other personal exposure to one another, just by cutting those number of games in each series down to five, even like maybe Mm -hmm. even three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Regular season series can go through games and I don't understand why it has to be extended like in the playoffs. Like that should be the best of the best, right? Like to me, that's like, if you're doing the old rock, paper, scissors gag, like if you don't win the first one, you automatically are calling out like best two out of three or best three out of five. I don't know if that's just my competitive ass or not, but it just, that's what it seems like. And even though it's not common for teams to go all the way to seven games, every single series, it still happens. Yeah, And I just think it's one too many, two too many, three too many, you know, like let's think about this when we're trying to restructure for mm-hmm. next season, you know, like, boys. Yeah. let's think about
0: that. No, I, I agree. I don't understand the seven game series in just about anything. Mm-hmm. It's, but I don't understand it from actually figuring out who the true champion is or whatever, but yeah. I get it from the money perspective because this is right. all about money. This whole seven, they would go freaking 30 games if they could, you know? And the, another thing I think about with this whole situation, I'm like, y'all are going to have the championship and then like two minutes later, the next season's going to start. So I don't,
1: yeah I don't know it makes no sense to me I mean you can take a look at NHL there in terms of their playoffs we started out with 16 out of the 31 teams which yeah seem to be 32 in 2021 hello Kraken, Seattle we see you <laughs> Kraken.
0: remember we looked at that video together and I was like what the hell? Like,
1: it's intimidating I love that and I'm gonna get one of their jerseys because sure. it's badass um <laughs> But you've had the Blackhawks, the Coyotes, Flames, Blues, Canadians, Blue Jackets, Capitals, and Hurricanes that were all eliminated in the first round, which then leads us to where we're at now with the eight teams. Okay. So like if the series went three games Mm -hmm. instead of seven, the only change would have been that the Flames would have made it instead of the Stars. So they would have advanced instead of Dallas. And then the rest of the first round outcomes would have remained the same. So like, why didn't we just stop? Like everybody else won two games. Either right away, or it was one, one, and then one. Thank so, you. I, I just don't understand that still, but I, I just think that would have been the best time. Yeah. To test that theory out this year. Again, what do I know?
0: <laughs>
1: now, <laughs> I say that a lot, If you like.
0: Yeah, we did what is- a, what do I know? I'm just a girl that's got 18 degrees and they're all in sport, but that's fine. I don't know anything about anything. Let's put that on a t-shirt and a ball cap. How about that? Merch yeah. <laughs> coming soon. Right.
1: Now we're smack dab in the middle of the second round with the Los Angeles yeah. Knights leading the Vancouver Canucks 3-1. You've got the Dallas Stars leading the Colorado Avalanche 3-1. Mm-hmm. And they could actually take the series in tonight's game if they win. It's like 9-25 or something uh, yeah. central time tonight. New York Islanders, they lead Philadelphia Flyers 2-1. Mm-hmm. They play Tuesday, and New York could take that series as well with a the win there. And yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning lead the Boston Bruins three to one right now. Yeah. Tampa Bay can close up that series with a win tonight. Too
0: mm-hmm.
1: sorry mm-hmm. that Boston's not really producing for you this year. I feel kind of Are bad.
0: You kidding me? We're in the playoffs for everything. Let's go! I was gonna say at least you made <laughs> it. Red Sox. We're not the worst team in baseball though, so I'll take it. <laughs> for now, we're really close. <laughs> <laughs> Literally.
1: But we still have the conference finals after the conclusion of the second round, and then it'll be the race for the Stanley Cup and hoisting that beautiful cup above their heads. All in all, the NHL bubble actually looks pretty sick. I don't know if you see any of those um, videos or inside pictures. Yep. They actually, they have a lot of amenities for the players and the personnel to enjoy. They try to live life as normal as possible, which is really, really hard to seemingly try to do, I guess, Yeah. but we're all trying to do that in a sense. There's golf simulators, ping pong tables, bags, boards. Yes. Bags, boards, yeah. not cornhole. <laughs> oh, Ugh, great. I, hate,
0: I hate the word cornhole. It just so dumb. Hate it. Like moist.
1: Right. Um, they actually, they get scheduled time to, to get some fresh air outside too. So it's not like they're yeah. literally yeah. stuck inside this bubble in hazmat suits, like not able to touch anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And in that case, if that wasn't good enough, the NHL mm-hmm. is still, producing stellar COVID test results with zero positive test. Let's go. So the bubble clearly works. I don't know why yeah. MLB didn't do a bubble, whatever.
0: There's I just, you, I don't think you could get, there's too much, you know, it's not a playoff situation. I guess if it was playoffs, they could, they could quarantine them,
1: yeah. but which they'll, they'll
0: do good down there.
1: I think they're still in the works with that too. Cause the trade deadline actually happened. We were recording this on Monday. So yes, it happened Monday Yes. Um, so they're now looking into postseason, figuring yeah. out how that's going to work, really regulating all that. But in good old Disney, oh. the day, they started their first round of playoffs of so 16 teams as well out mm-hmm. of their 30. Yep. Uh, the East Conference, the Magic Pacers, 76ers, and Nets were all eliminated with four teams advancing to the semifinals. mm mm-hmm. The Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat, they're set to play Monday night, while the Boston Celtics lead the Toronto Raptors 1-0. to That's as of Sunday night. I don't know a lot of people It'll were work. like, Raptors in six, Raptors in six. And I was like,
0: okay. Mm, I don't know, honey. I mean, if you we watch Chelsea. the game. <laughs> Chelsea.
1: As for the West Conference, the uh, first round is finishing up as the Houston Rockets could take the series from the OKC Thunder Monday night with a current lead of three to two. Whichever team wins is set to face the L.A. Lakers in the semifinals who wiped the floor with the Portland Trail Blazers in the first round. Utah Jazz, Denver Nuggets, they're finishing up their series with game seven as they're both sitting at three wins apiece. After Sunday night's matchup, which is crazy, whoever wins, they move on to face the LA Clippers who conquered the Dallas Mavericks in the first round as well. Then my finals, they're going to give us two teams from each conference who will duke it out in the conference finals, which will ultimately lead us to the two teams that will compete in the NBA finals. So many finals, 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 which is crazy happening right
0: now. <laughs>
1: yeah. But get this, that's set to start September 30th, the NBA finals. That's still a month.
0: Well, so they go that literally three means, days and then, and then basketball starts again.
1: Yeah, like that literally means we have a whole month left of basketball playoffs before we even <laughs> start the final series for the 2020 much, championship title. Too much. Seems crazy to me.
0: Absolutely taking my baseball time over. I don't like it. <laughs> Leave for my sure. baseball alone. Boss <laughs> over. Remember the
1: time where we had no sports though and we were like, give us all the
0: sports. I'll the take anything. And I'm like, go away.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we need to be thankful for what we have.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: The NBA bubble seems to be going very well, though, for them. Mm -hmm. They've been very visible in regards to current events Mm involving the shootings and media attention surrounding that. Mm -hmm. So they've been vocal to tell their audience where they stand. They've also shown physical acts of going on strike, refusing to play three days worth of first-round games to draw attention to these situations. And as another update in the basketball world, WNBA still competing in regular season uh, play to clinch their playoff spots
0: as we speak. So... That's just something else. Absolutely. <laughs> and there's just so much matchups and this and that. It is. You're that's right. Why, no, that's cool. why
1: we're here to give you the wrap up of Ooh. it all. The, you know, hey, this is what's going
0: on. Because there is a lot to consume right now as a sports there's, fan. So yeah, like a lot of basketball talk, but we're going we're gonna to switch it back to football here for a second because it's somebody's birthday week, baby.
1: <laughs> Ooh, it's time, I think, for a little shout out, shout out.
0: It's time for the what? The Big League Birthday (laughs) Shoutout! Yes! Let's go! It is the big birthday week to the man Larry Fitzgerald! Oh, happy birthday, Larry Larry. Larry Larry Fitz. He's coming up on his 16th season in the NFL. 16. 16? Yeah, 16 years. He's like the Brady vibes, they don't age, like, oh, Lord. he still looks as fresh as he did in the early 2000s when he came in, and this is good old Mark Nichols, this is one of his all-time favorite NFL players, he says he's just, like, seems like an all-around good guy, like, I couldn't agree more, the guy comes off very well, like, put together, nice, really intelligent in his interviews, and he's just, he's classy, he's a classy son of a bitch. <laughs> Class act, love it. Yeah, in 2004, he was the third pick overall in the draft by the Arizona Cardinals, and he has played his entire career with that team, which is completely unheard of. That just doesn't happen.
1: We like hearing those stories, too. Like, I don't know how I'd feel if I got to literally play my entire career with one team. Like, that would be great.
0: Oh, beautiful. And it's it's in a good location. He's not playing Bufus. He was an All-American at Pitt. And he petitioned, I I don't know if he's the only one, I feel like he's got to be the only one, but I don't know for sure. He petitioned the NFL to allow him to enter the draft after only two years at Pitt, claiming his time in a military academy should account for what a third year needed. He won this argument. He was allowed to enter. And then obviously he went third overall that year. So he was good enough. For (laughs) sure. Enough people wanted him. Yeah. Selected for the Pro Bowl a handful of times, seven, eight, eight, nine times, 11, 11, 12. 12. I don't know. Yeah. Plenty of times. He's fifth all time in receiving yards behind people that are just unreal. And he is so cute. He was a ball boy for the Vikings when he was a little chicken nugget. <laughs> cute. I do
1: that. And I, I'm too old for that, but I want to do that.
0: He actually owns his own travel company, which is kind of crazy. I didn't even know this. Hmm. and more importantly he has a charitable fund called the first down and it's a charity that essentially helps other charities by raising money donating time and other resources so that's another charity in itself which is a really big deal I mean he does something for like inner city and like helps kids with like school supplies and stuff and he's just a God,
1: he's such a good guy we like when the rich like to help us little poor peasants out
0: help me <laughs> nice Important. We, help me I'm poor yeah. <laughs> well hey guys thank you so much this was fun this what was... a fun 10th
1: episode
0: bing, 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 bing. Bing.
1: like what do we get for doing 10 episodes like I was thinking about like oh should we give away something like to all five people that listen to this but
0: I'm <laughs> maybe thinking, we'll what... get another viewer <laughs> yeah. just to be on our tenth. <laughs>
1: we honestly we're we've got some cool things in the works guys we're, we've got 10 episodes down You could leave us voice messages on our anchor.fm site. It's free. You can yell at us for free. Or if you want to give us some praise, whatever, you don't need an account. You just press that little plus button on our page and we Mm -hmm. get to hear from you. Now, if you want to follow us on social media, which we we kind of racked up a couple new followers. We were on the the Jumbotron there at one of those independent games. So that was fun. Shout out to our Barstool
0: guys for retweets.
1: Yeah, Barstool Chicago, for sure. Carl, Eddie, and Dave. Mm -hmm. Couple of catches Twitter at Couple of Catches and our Instagrams individually at Avery J. Nichols and at Caitlin underscore sass. That's where you can find us. Go find us. That's where
0: you can find us. And now on our agenda is we're going to have to go to another game or two before the season's end here up here because then it's game over.
1: (laughs) I don't even want to think about that. Well those are literally the only in-person games we probably are going to get a chance to do and then it's going to be winter midwest train. and our toes and our faces are going to be frozen for six months
0: oh we're already cold like it was like under 80 and i was like oh chilly
1: <laughs> oh must put on my little my money
0: here <laughs> Well, hey guys thanks again for being part of the stands we had a lovely week we, we will catch a- you next week sound next good week. yeah we'll see you next week okay bye bye bye
1: everybody